It's Wednesday, January 16th, 2019. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, today we start part two of our series on how to create habits that foster healthy relationships, both spiritually and emotionally in the family. And we are joined again by Whitney White and Ashley Yeager, who will continue this discussion. And today specifically, we're going to pick up where we left off yesterday and talk about how to foster the healthy relationships emotionally in the family. Let's also talk about the emotional side, because we know that God has not just created us spiritually, he's created us emotionally and physically, and so emotionally. I know a lot of families struggle with how to promote healthy emotional growth in their children, uh, but Whitney, why don't you start us off, what are, some, what are a couple of practical ways that families can start to promote healthy emotional growth? Yeah, I think one huge way is just spending quality time with them, spending quality time as a family and with your children individually. And this is something that we actually have to schedule in many times and be really disciplined about because we're just busy people. And so if it's not something that we prioritize and schedule on our calendars, it just may not happen. And easily hours and days, weeks and even months can go by without intentionally spending that quality time with our children. So just looking for opportunities to connect with them and make them feel safe and secure are huge. So I think some different ways to do this is one, just playing together as a family. So this can look as simple as just being silly in the midst of a regular activity or having family game nights or going camping or going to the park or throwing the ball in the yard. Playing together, it just builds nearness and trust and just reassures the fact that your family is fun and that your family is safe which especially a child who has come home to you through foster care or through adoption really needs that reassurance as much as possible. Uh, Another idea is to just take your children on dates. Um, In our relationship with our Savior, you know, it's very clear that, that God pursues us in his relationship with us. He doesn't simply want us to obey. He also wants our hearts too. And so Follow this example and pursue your children. Find intentional time to kind of get below the surface to see how they're doing and how you can support them and love them best. So just show them in whatever it is that you're doing that they matter to you and that you want to spend time with them. A lot of times our children very naturally and very easily get the impression that we don't have time for them. And so make sure that you take those opportunities when you have them to show them that they are valuable to you and that you love them and that you want to spend time with them. And lastly, with spending quality time, just do what they like to do. (laughs) So from very young children to teenagers, pay attention to what they enjoy and spend time doing those things with them especially for us who like a little bit of control, it can be really easy for us to be like, okay, we're going to have fun. We are going to do blank and it is going to be fun. But I really challenge us to find out or ask what they want to do and join in that with them. So just spend quality time and that can look a million different ways. Yeah. And those are all so good. And I, and I think just as a father of three kids, 
you realize that to know the heart of your kids, you've got to be one-on-one with them. And that's not mm-hmm. just moms mm-hmm. with daughters and dads with sons or son- dads with daughters and moms with sons. That's both. I mean, mm-hmm. they need mm-hmm. each parent one-on-one. And it's crazy, too, the way God has created our children. Caleb, our oldest, will will come with the deepest, darkest things on his heart when it's he and his mom and I together, the three of us. That's mm-hmm. where he comes alive. Mm-hmm. Adeline? She'll come alive on certain things with mama all alone and certain things with me all alone. And Emily, same way. She comes, uh, she comes and gets to the deepest part when she's one-on-one with just one parent. And so we need to know what are the tendencies of our kids so that we can ultimately uh, learn their hearts. And that's where we begin to really be able to see emotional growth and we can really start to emotionally invest. And so Ashley, just talk about emotionally investing in mm-hmm. our children. Yeah, I mean, kind of just to add what you guys have just talked about, getting to know the person that your child is. We know the likes and dislikes of our children easily, but what about what they think about things? Or what about what they feel about certain things? So if you have events coming up asking, well, what do you think and feel about that? Or if something has happened at home or happened at school, I wonder what you think about that. Or I wonder what you thought about that. A movie you just watched. Don't just watch the movie and then let it be over. Really talk about it afterwards. Mm -hmm. What did the child think about that? What do they like about that? What they didn't like? What was their favorite part? Get to know their thoughts and their feelings. Go deeper than just knowing some of the easier things to see. Really ask them some deep questions. So asking questions can be really helpful to get them to open up about their emotional side, about their thoughts and feelings. Um, One way of doing this I really love and I've seen it work so well with families is asking for highs and lows or a rose and a thorn, however you want to say that. Um, Sometimes we ask that around the dinner table. If you can ask everybody goes around everybody says what was your rose for the day what was your thorn for the day so everybody's saying something that was really good about their day and everybody's saying something that was maybe not so good about their day so it gives an opportunity for everybody at the table parents included to really talk about the highs and the lows of the day because every day has highs and lows it's not just the highs and so that alone allows people to your children to be more communicative about maybe some of the harder aspects of their day, and it kind of takes the pressure off of it. Mm. It makes it routine again, something that they're saying every day anyway. Um, You can introduce that to a new child in the home, like this is just something our family does. If this isn't something you've done before, introduce it at the dinner table of like, you know what guys, it's a new year, let's start this at the dinner table every single night. Whenever we eat dinner together, let's do a rose and a thorn or a high and a low. Um, The other great way to ask your children questions, and sometimes they're going to ask you questions, is when you're driving in the car. Um, That side-by-side communication when they're not necessarily face-to-face, that's a a less vulnerable place for children. So I've had so many families tell stories about just driving down the road and their child will ask a question that feels like it comes way out of the middle of nowhere. And it's because the child feels less vulnerable because you aren't looking at them face-to-face. So use those moments when when you have them ask questions or you don't have to necessarily wait until a time like that to ask them a difficult question, but be aware that that that's when it may come out for them. So be prepared for that. Be ready to talk about maybe some highly emotional stuff when you're not even able to face each other because it's a common time that that comes out. Um, One thing I encourage all of my families to do as well, and we we practice this because sometimes it doesn't come naturally to us, is to listen and acknowledge feelings. So really when your child talks, listen to what they're saying, acknowledge what you hear them saying. Um, Even if they're 
feelings seem kind of silly um, or they seem unwarranted for the situation, acknowledge what you hear them feeling. It doesn't mean, acknowledging doesn't mean that you agree with the feeling or that you disagree. Mm -hmm. It means that you see your child where they are right now. Once your child feels seen and heard, then you can address any validity or perception issues you feel like you need to as a parent, but really see them in those moments. Um, we all want to be seen. We all want to be understood, adults and children alike. And so really noticing them can increase their emotional health and awareness. Um, sometimes they may tell you things that they are thinking or any feelings that they've had, but sometimes they're not going to say anything, especially a lot of our children that have been adopted or in care, their body language, their behavior, it's really going to teach you some of the, their emotional state. And so sometimes I encourage our families to, when they see something emotional in their child, to, to ask about it. Uh, we, we practice making I wonder statements. So I wonder if you feel sad. I wonder if you feel disappointed about that. I wonder if you feel sad that you can't go over to your friend's house anymore. If your child looks sad, is it necessary saying it? Um, a lot of parents are afraid to name their children's feelings if they're wrong, but actually your child will probably correct you if you're wrong. And then you can get to know, oh, well, thank you for telling me I was wrong. What, what really are you feeling? Tell me about that. You can gauge it more, but sometimes our kids need help putting words to their emotions. They don't know how to name those feelings. And so as the parent, you're able to see that and wonder with them about how they may feel. It also helps them feel seen again. It helps them feel noticed. And so really when we talk about all of these emotional uh, and, and just sewing in these emotional help, a lot of that is families may need help with that. And mm -hmm. that's really what our counseling program is here for, yes. is to help these families mm -hmm. grasp emotionally because these kids are coming from hard places. And so some of these techniques that may happen with bio that may come naturally with biological children are a little bit harder to get mm -hmm. there because you don't know all the layers that were there before they got into mm -hmm. it. So talk a little bit, uh, if you will, Ashley, as we close um, on the necessity of counseling and how mm -hmm. folks can get in touch with our counseling department. Yeah, so a lot of the kids that he mentioned come to care or come into your home, and they do have a history. They have things that you may not know about, and they they may have come from a hard place. And so sometimes parents feel overwhelmed with talking about the emotional side of things. Sometimes parents hear something or see something that makes them feel, oh, I feel ill-equipped mm -hmm. for that. And so it kind of worries them. That's why I encourage families to reach out to counseling. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to be a crisis moment. It doesn't have to be when you're at your last straw. We encourage families reach out sooner than that. Um, that's when we want to help you. We want to help you thrive in your family. And so counseling is just a way that we can can kind of open up the doors a little bit further, help you dig deeper. Our goal at Lifeline with Counseling is attachment focused. And so we really want to help parents help their children. We really want to help um, you guys thrive and find a healthy space as a family, as a whole. And so we really do work with a lot of parents, even when we're working with their children. We help them to understand how to address some of the emotions that they may feel uncomfortable with and really build some of their skills on how to show empathy and how to help their child through some of those harder times. And then we use play therapy skills to help a child when they're um, really overwhelmed emotionally. We use some of our trainings that we've been through to really help a child make sense of what they've experienced or make sense of their feelings, um, make sense of how that makes them who they are, how that affects them personally. The best way, honestly, to get in contact with us is by email um, or by phone. Um, we have our counseling website, 
that you can also visit lifelinechild.org slash lifeline counseling. And you can find all of our therapists there as well as our ways to get in touch with us. There's a contact link there that I encourage everybody click. And then our main line at Lifeline is 205-967-0811 and just request to speak with a therapist on staff. Yeah, and I think just to reiterate something that Ashley said is a lot of times we think that getting counseling is saying that we're broken or that we're a failure. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. not at all what that is. And, and to take it to a sports analogy, Michael Jordan may have been one of the best basketball players to ever live, but he had many coaches. And those coaches were helping him see things that he may not see. Mm -hmm. And so really counseling is having a third party look into the situation to help you see things that you may not see so that you can ultimately reach into the heart of our children. And so if we're desperate to attach and to help grow our kids emotionally and spiritually, then we're going to want uh, many counselors to help us think through and explore how we can reach the hearts of these children. And then just, I guess, in closing, I would just encourage us all to know that every single person is created differently. Although we are uniquely created in the image of God, we have been uniquely created differently. And that is different personalities. And so our children are going to respond differently. And typically we think that the right way to respond is the way that we would respond. And the wrong way to respond is the way that someone else would respond. And so just be patient with your children and understand that an internal processor is going to be slower with their feelings. An external processor is going to be quick with their feelings. And so get to know the personality of your child so that you can know when to be patient, when to be long suffering, or when you need to go ahead and draw it out because there's something that they may be hiding to their detriment. And so hopefully this has been helpful. Uh, again, these ladies are such a wealth of, of uh, information and they're a great resource, both from a spiritual and emotional standpoint of helping you disciple your children. And so please reach out to them because we've certainly just scraped the surface of how they're able to help these families. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel to you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.